Welcome to the Loud and Proud podcast. What a wonderful week for Loud Gaelic Games. Capped off yesterday in the most perfect way to cap off a wonderful week off the field than the Horlers claiming the Laurie Maher Cup in Crow Park, in GAHQ and doing it in style. Winning by 11 points, a wonderful, wonderful victory. No more than they deserve. But before we get into the Horlers, let's just have a bit of a recap on the week. Last week... I had former Loud players reacting to the Mickey Hart news. I had current Loud players reacting to the Mickey Hart news. I did instant reaction with my brothers and myself. I did an emergency podcast um, on the Monday night. Uh, we rolled into the Tuesday with Declan Bogue, national journalist of high, high, held in high esteem across the land. Really wonderful to have his insight on. He know Mickey Hart very well. So if you haven't signed up or listened to those podcasts, please do. They're on patreon.com forward slash loud and proud and then no point in not mentioning them it's the fits are we got him on we had a good chat with him about the mickey Hart appointment like to have him on again and maybe pick his brains on a couple of other things regarding loud underage development structures and the stadium and all that goes with it but yeah we had him on and mickey was unveiled on friday um, it was supposed to be it was supposed to be a, a national press conference open for everyone uh, on the Friday but it didn't come to pass we got word that it was postponed and then the next thing we see Mickey Hart um, on the Loud GA Twitter that he, he is he's in he's in Darva with Gavin Devlin so it was interesting to see it was probably um, probably a little bit harsh on the local journalists more so than the national press uh, they didn't they didn't get the chance to well, well myself didn't even get a chance to Welcome, uh, open and open. I suppose what would you say? Communication with Mickey Hart, and um, meet him and greet him and have a chat with him, uh, and get to know him. If he like, he's here for three years. You know, you'd like to to hopefully build up a bit of a relationship with him. Don't worry, um, I may have missed him on Friday, but we should have Mickey or Gavin Devlin on the podcast sometime soon. And uh, hopefully, please God, and uh, get to pick his brains. But we probably missed a, probably missed a massive opportunity. Um, not having Mickey open up to the press and on uh, an unveiling, you know, you see Tyrone had done a big, big, or uh, done a big night with uh, Fergal Owen and Brian, and Brian Duhar, and um, would have been nice, you know, um, in terms of the house drawn all that just to get it on a national scale, and get all the national media down there. You could have held it outside. You could have done a Zoom conference, something like that. Uh, but look, not to worry, these things happen. Um, we will move on. Don't worry. <laughs> like I said. Um, loud and proud will find a way um, to meet Mickey and I look forward to doing so um, he will be getting cracking um, next week I think with training with trial games with meeting players so we'll have updates on that during the week on the Patreon podcast there'll also be um, who's getting called up to these trial games how the trial games are going um, what who is on this preliminary squad who should be on the squad, we'll probably go into the nitty gritty on that as well, and then you also are going to look at, uh, managerial merry-go-round, a couple more appointments, so there'll be a part two up on that, then what's starting to happen now, is transfers, transfers have been talked about, and uh, players are moving, or trying to get that move, to another club, to get football, or just to get a better situation, for themselves, uh, so there'll be loads, loads coming in the next couple of weeks, hopefully this week, uh, should have secured someone that, uh, as a Tyrone background, Tyrone player, former Tyrone player, maybe a current one, 
never know, I'm working on a couple. Um, they'll be on maybe during the week to have a chat, just give what is it like to be in a Mickey Hart dressing room. So loads to come. And uh, before we get there, we have the certain topic of the Laurie Mark Cup winners. The Laird Horlers, unheralded Laird Horlers, um, did the business. They had a bit of a revenge mission. Everything went well for them. And uh, it was just brilliant to see. It was really, it was really, it was really good to see. Really proud to see it. Uh, a loud team winning in Crow Park. Uh, one of uh, one of the someone seen someone put it up on Facebook. Loud winning in Crow Park tops off twenty twenty. You know, so you had Mickey Hart joining Loud last week as well. Calvin winning the week before in Tipperary. So it capped off a wonderful year with Loud winning something in Crow Park. Um, not maybe a wonderful year, but a, a year to 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 forget a memorable year, a year to unforget. But it, like I like I'm saying, it, it went well for Loud just by. By a couple of things, um, the team selection, a couple of changes from the the big win, the most impressive performance I see Loud Horlers play in the past two or three years, maybe four years, going back about four or five years, um, against Cavan. There's two changes. Ryan Walsh gets dropped off the team, and Connor uh, Matthews is Feckin's club mate. Into this team comes Connor Dean, and then into the middle of the field comes the one and only James Costello who's had a hell of a year maybe they just put him in as like a good luck charm because anywhere he's went this year he's brought silverware with him and cups with him so another one uh, another cup the Lorimar Cup is uh, on his way to Knockbridge that's their tour this year maybe more between Horland Leagues and other stuff as well maybe uh, no no yeah that's all yeah I can't keep up with the amount of stuff that they've won down there this year Donald Connolly in goals starts um, Matthew Fee this is the way they lined out this is why it's clever and everything went well for Loud they had the homework done um, the, the kind of uh, the background work was done with Kieran Hatzer Tony Teefee and uh, Paul Komsky as well uh, along with the manager Paul McCormack but Matthew Fee full back line with uh, Ronan Bourne and going into that full back line is Captain Liam Malloy so I'll get to that now in a second. Connor Dean, right half back. Jamie McDonald set the half and left half back. Andrew McCrave um, in the middle of the field. Nine Keenan and James Costello. Darren Gagan, Phelan Joyce in the 40. Shawnee Crosby on the right wing. And playing inside forward line, two of them inside. Paul Matthews and Andrew Mackin. Tall, powerful, pacey. And then kind of floating off them is David Kettle. And it worked out really well. McCormick's obviously had real insight in Crow Park. He's played there. He's won there, hurling and football. So he knows that you nearly need to... It's an aerobic arena. You need to have massive uh, lung capacity to play out there. Putting Liam Malloy into the full-back line was brilliant. Because you need you need four or five uh, half-backs in your defence. Because it's not like you're playing in, in a tight corner-back position. You have to be mobile. You have to move around the field. <coughs> And Liam Malloy in there was just worked out really, really well. Then further up the field, Phelan Joyce at the 40, loads of pace. And then with um, Ryan Walsh dropping to the bench, you had a massive uh, ammunition there ready to go. Um, Podrick Fallon comes in. Oe Darren O'Hanron comes in. Um, who else do I have down here? Gavin Kerrigan as well. And then Shane Callan comes off the bench at the end as well to cap off a, a really tough couple of years for him. And uh, to get on the field uh, on the final whistle with a success gain must be really, really sweet for Shane Callan. So we get to the nitty gritty of the game. The reason why I didn't say it didn't go that well at the start was, to be fair to Fermanagh, they were full value for the opening quarter. They settled much better. 
they were really in control should have been further ahead the uh, water bricks they've been introduced in 2020 but their effect hasn't like been really spoken about but there's no denying the effect in the water brick here Loud were really rattled they were weren't playing well until they got the water break because Donald Connolly was much more um, the, the, the 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 most worked goalie out of the two. Really flat out, he made a he made a, he he catches the ball over the crossbar, which actually results in the opening score of the game, a Darren Gagan free. But it was all for Mana. They were really really like Loud were playing well in in the forwards. Were getting Paul Matthews getting his hands on the ball. Um, David Kettle was getting his hands on the ball. But we weren't getting in scoring positions and it just wasn't clicking. We just weren't settling. The nerves weren't there. Uh, it just wasn't happening for us. And Fermanagh were really, really lively. Tom Keane in the corner gets a great score in the fourth minute. That levels the game. Then Duffy, the man that got that scratch, smash and grab goal in um, Darver on the opening day. So he gets a great he gets a great point from a free. Phelan Joyce, um, new position on the 40 full of pace really mobile really worked out very well he levels the game we pegged him back Sean Corrigan gets the score on the 14 minute Kettle levels it with a really good score really determined score in David Kettle fashion battles through um, perseverance pays off clips over the point that leaves a 3 all sides a level 3 times in the first 15 first quarter of, of, of uh, the contest and you thought geez we're not playing overly well here and we're, we're level we're level next thing Donald Connolly pulls off a brilliant save again I think it's uh, Matthew Feed who gets gets called for shielding the ball after that save and a penalty is given and Duffy he can geez, he can take penalties he's smashing into the top top uh, left corner uh, by Donald Connolly's right hand side high into the roof and a really good penalty and they go in at, at the first half water break 1-3 to 3 ahead and it, it probably was a little bit of daylight for man of deserve probably should have been a little bit more f- ahead but Paul McCormick cho- used the opportunity wisely settled his side down got them going got them a bit of a clear directive because you could see straight away we responded so much better at the start of the um, the second quarter I suppose you call it now we were more composed and Andrew Macken gets a goal. He loves playing in Crow Park. Really enjoys it. So the last time when they were there, he comes off the bench and gets a goal. And he gets a goal. It wasn't an easy goal. He beats four from Allen defenders and then boots it past them. Just abandoned footballer. So we put it down to that those routes. And uh, Nibman in a horror, of course. But he had a lot to do. Really, really, really determined goal. And it got us right back into the game. And just give us that injection of confidence to, to really express ourselves and settle down. Gagan gets another free, serious free taken. I'll get to him at the end, but Jesus, gets a great free to to add to that. Then Paul Matthews gets a great score as well from play uh, and just just shows all his athleticism. Eye for goal, really good catch. And Kettle as well drives through another score, 1-6 to 1-3. Kettle was really an unsung here in that first half. Loud weren't playing well. He was the man that stood up uh, alongside Macken to get us into the game with two really good points and we, we went at half time 1-6 to 1-3 ahead and you thought right grand we're in the game now we're probably going to beat them favoured us very much fancy us beforehand and uh, lo and behold out from the throw in 
Kieran Corrigan gets a goal straight away and that levels the game 2-3 to 1-6. Corrigan, um, one of two of the footballers that come into the team. And I think that unsettled for man a lot. Himself and uh, Daniel Teague. Um, because with Corrigan coming in, Kieran Corrigan's coming in, Luca McCluskey goes off the team. That's very strange because he was very, very good in the 40 in Darver. So I suppose that's the way they looked at it. Corrigan gets that goal, really good arc and run along the end line, and Conor McShay, the impressive midfielder, probably their best player, um, gives them a lead, 2-4 to 1-6, and but that would be the last time Mana would lead. We just we just responded really well. Niall Keenan gets a hell of a score right in the corner, um, where the memorial, uh, the Bloody Sunday Memorial is there, where they laid a wreath after it, um, which is nice touch, nice to see. But uh, yeah, what an impact he's had Niall Keenan since he came on in that Fermanagh game gets a great score off the shoulder right in the corner and just we just were determined and we responded in the right fashion to that really tough kind of 1-1 to take after the restart Gagan gets three wonderful frees long range frees not easy ones um, and then in that same kind of passage of play John Duffy misses three for Fermanagh that was crucial we go on a five-point score on the streak then. Ryan Walsh comes off the bench. Just showed the impact of our bench. Walsh comes on, determined, gets the score his first touch. Really good, really good play. Really good effort. And uh, for Manor, to their credit, do kind of come back to get a couple of points. Kieran Curry gets another one. Duffy gets another free. But um, either side of those, Conor Dean gets a great score from right half-back. Just driving forward and lashing the ball over the bar. Paul Matthews then gets another score. Really good score. Really fi- fine fetch and torn. Bang over the bar. Really clinical. We go into the second half water break. one thirteen to 2 6 ahead. We look really in control. The next thing, we come out again. Start of the second half. That man again, Mackin. Start to restart, I suppose. Uh, Mackin, 57 minute goal. Wonderful link up play with uh, Phelan Joyce. Lovely little hand pass. Similar to what you would have seen tonight with Limerick and Galway. That little hand pass in congestion to get people out of trouble gives the the, the man on the run a lot of uh, time and space to get the strike away. Phelan Joyce lays him in lovely. Mackin comes through full of confidence into the hill, the empty hill, and buries it low to the net. And 2-13 to 2-6. Two, two seven points ahead. There was no catching us. This We really start pulling away then. Gagan gets another free. Fallon comes off the bench. He gets a hell of a score as well. He's threatened to do that all his career and hopefully now he push on and do more of that. Mackin gets a point just to kind of cap off a nice day. Really good score over the shoulder. Um, and Gagan again with another free. That's 2.17 to 2.6. Like it's, the game's over. But credit to Fermanagh. They do come back. They do try their best. Um John Duffy gets another free, that man again. Caelan Duffy gets another free, but Gagan gets his eight and ninth uh, free kick. He finished with nine or nine uh, place, place balls. They weren't all easy. They weren't tap overs by any stretch of the imagination. He actually struck points that Joe Canning missed tonight uh, from, from way out, from deep, and it was just... It just give us that scoring rate, that, that that relentlessness that we're going to keep getting scores, keep keeping the scoreboard ticking over. It's a great asset to have. Really good hurler, and uh, he's up there with the best, one of the best free takers in the country. Uh, and I don't say that too lightly. Uh, really phenomenal display, and a credit to him. 
and it all worked out really well. Um, delighted for the for the for the team. Delighted for the lads. Got to know them very well. Like I say, this past four or five years, a lot of good young faces there. They look to build on. Spoke to Paul McCormick afterward, afterwards uh, with a couple of the other journalists, RT and what have you as well. <coughs> and um, we, 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 we'll have a chat with that interview. And it, it's mad how the football, the appointment of Mickey Hart, maybe did rub off on the whole county. And no, no, look no further than the Horlers as well. They took that feel good factor with them. Um, McCormick talks about his uh, how it compares to being a player and a, to a manager. And winning, he talks then about uh, how results haven't been going well, but he takes notes from Mickey Hart, and uh, maybe not shouldn't really be judged by results, uh, but he's definitely felt vindicated by it, uh, by the victory, and uh, look at just something to build on ahead of next year. We have a head start, and everyone, we have that confidence instilled in the team. We have silverware going into next year, back into the Nicky Rackard Cup after one season down. Um, probably McCormick it probably takes manager two years to get there, to get his team to get his set up to get his culture built and uh, like you said like we pushed Donegal close um, and they won the they won the the record this year as well so it just shows we're not that far away um, why am I talking let's hear from loud, victorious Loud Horland manager Paul McCormick Congratulations first and foremost. I think a lot of the previews expected the match to be an awful lot tighter did you was it beyond your wildest dreams that there'd be that margin between the sides at the end? It probably um, came as a shock to some people but uh, I have fierce belief in the boys and there, that performance was coming all year really from the league. However the results maybe didn't show that but we have been um, in a lot of games very competitive right to the end and then just not finishing the job. And then after the league, then obviously with the, the lockdown and the, and the break in the season, you know, we said that we've another opportunity here with the, the Laurie Mars starting again to try and fix some of the things that we, we had in, in the league. And in fairness, the boys have responded brilliantly. The club championship allowed is very competitive and that helped them getting games. So then once we came in, uh, they were sharp from that. So it was merely, I felt, a case of building on, you know, the belief that was nearly there in the league and the first day against Romana we were five up and four up at points and just didn't close it out and I'm sure there were some doubts in the players' minds are we ever going to finish the job off but I don't I don't think we as management were down that, down that road so got the heads down after the Fermanagh defeat by one point and tore in the cabin and we got a bounce out of that and I knew that there was more coming and in the second half that's, that's the type of game that I feel is in it in the players and I believe there's more to come if they would only believe that, so delighted for them. You know, they've put in a serious uh, effort again since September, freshening up the panel. In some ways, the, the break was good for for lads. In some ways, it wasn't. But but that's life and that's the game. And you know, just thrilled for their families who are, who are sitting home watching that. And I'm sure they're very fr- proud people today. Obviously, there's going to be jubilation in the dressing room like that. How much of, like is there a balancing act between? allowing lads to have that inner celebration because obviously they, you can't celebrate in a group and focusing on the achievement and focusing on that second half performance in particular where you just pulled away and dominated the game so much that you know there's, there's an awful lot to be taken as you regroup and start to look towards 2021 Absolutely and, and we, we spoke there in the dressing room because you know we're all in separate cars so we, we addressed that this evening to uh, appreciate the situation that we're in and we're privileged uh, to be here and to be playing 
and to um, appreciate the fact that the, the lads put on a huge performance in Crow Park and then also to build on that and to look forward because uh, winners want to do more and I know in that dressing room there's boys who are ambitious and that's what I want to see um, boys who are ambitious and want to wear the Lowe's jersey and to improve their own standards personally and also their standards back in the club and, and, and a rising tide left all boats and I'm hoping that the young lads in Louth will watch that and say right well listen Mickey Hart's in looking after the footballers but there may be an opportunity for, for me to wear a county jersey be it at Hurler so you know a great week for the county and, and, and Peter there and he's delighted uh, to, to see to see uh, Mickey in obviously he's also delighted for, for the for the Hurlers today So uh, just on that feel good factor how important was it to come out and make a statement for a lot of people tonight? Yeah, yeah it was really important and uh, again we referenced that you know there was a lot of media attention all week um, and I see Dan here and he was smiling like a Cheshire cat now uh, early in the week with, with, with that news but we, we felt that we wanted to prove that there's lads in Louth who can hurl as well mm. and that there's lads in Louth who want to work hard for the jersey and have pride in the jersey and, and you know the things that Mickey referenced you know, we, we reference those as well and that's that's uh, what 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 hurling and Gaelic games are about. You know, representing your your local area, your people there, um, and bringing a wee bit of uh, enjoyment and you know hope to, to people. So we feel that we've accomplished that tonight, and uh, we'll try and get a bounce out of that going into next year's uh, league and championship. So the message is as much. It's all well and good to win a national title in Crow Park, albeit an empty Crow Park, but it can't be the end of the journey. It has to be just a chapter along the way. Yes, certainly, and uh, we, we again we reference that. Like you must be listening in there, and it's about uh, keeping together, pushing on, uh, mind yourself, be, being a, a good role model for, for the guys who are coming behind you, and leaving the jersey in a better place. And delighted for the lads who are maybe coming towards the end of their county careers. And it's not for me to judge what they're going to do, but the likes of Ronan Byrne, who was just immense tonight, real leader at full back. You know, delighted to see him because he, he never won a final in Crow Park, but he's beaten in five, suspended the last day. Shane Callan coming in there at the end. You know, those those men who have soldiered down the years to Louth and all over all over Ireland, and then to come here and, and get a result like that, I'm just thrilled for them. You know, and they, and they are they 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 always wear the jersey with pride. And the jersey that they handed back to us today is in a really good place. Like, so I'm hoping that they'll, uh, they'll, they'll, they'll take stock over the next few months and, and then see if they've got that hunger and appetite to come back again. Oh, how does it compare as a panel member winning here and as a player winning here as a manager? Now, how does that compare? Well, you know, sometimes it's about luck and timing. And I was very fortunate to be part of a special group of men from RMA and I'm talking about football here. Um, and we've had some great days out there, none more so in 2002. Like, but today, you know, you're on the other side of the fence, and you're you're feeling what the managers feel here. You know, you have your 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 plans, and you have your thoughts, and you have your 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 organisation all covered. But ultimately, it's down to the players. You know, whereas players, you know, some people can relax, and some people can need to get wound up. So they have their own just thoughts to do. Or I'm, you're trying to look after not only the 15 players but the, the panel members and it was a tough week Dan after having to let three boys know that they couldn't talk out so um, you know that was hanging over us the management team is in total there all week and it's difficult and it's, no other managers are feeling that like and you're taking away those boys dreams and that so that, that was different in one sense but in fairness the boys them three fellas responded brilliantly and, and I had them here today and I said to Peter I want the players here you know, part of doing whatever I want them to be in and to experience this, just to give them that uh, sense that they're involved totally. So, 
you know, you've all those things to, to worry about and to deal with as a manager, but as a player, you want to play like, and again, they're so lucky to be playing out there, and unfortunately, you're playing the days come to an end eventually, and you can't get out in those stages, so, yeah, to see both sides of the coin now, I'm, uh, I'm privileged, and I'm really um, just thrilled for the players, and just delighted to be involved in a team here that has won in Crow Park, and again, I believe that there's more to come. Yeah, for, for those group of lads and um, it's just about keeping the head down keep working hard and, and being ambitious so yeah it's uh, it's nice definitely nice and nice feeling to see man. you're talking about being on the other side of it you were sort of a nemesis of some of the loud players here before and back at cup finals it's, it's, uh, it's come full circle that way as well it, it, it has in fairness uh, Kevin and you know when I when I spoke to Francie and the frog here and back Two years ago now about this job and I knew that Louth Horland was traditionally at that same level as Arman. They were competitive and there was um, there was good players in Louth and it was it was a good challenge for me and I felt that I won that challenge and I have a good support from home and so they enabled me to do that and give me time for the fellas and you know we, we had a tough enough year last year in fairness and, and you know change over players like, and there's, there's only a handful of fellas who've been here since 2016 so you're building all the time like, but uh, uh, just it has come full circle and I remember that day out, out there when we played like, we were probably a different level at that stage you know and Louth were always the bridesmaids nearly and unfortunately they never won they never won a, a record like, but you know certainly um you know, if we continue to build and continue to, to push the fellas that, you know, someday I would like to think that they can get back there and, yeah. and play at that level. And there was a point that those we were talking about even before the game, like the last two years, you would say that there was been progress being made. There's obviously a lot of work that's been playing and that's obvious, but results haven't been probably fallen and it's probably made it that bit more difficult mm-hmm. to say coming back, game in, game out. Like, I suppose I'm not going to say justify it that tonight justifies it all, but but does it in a sense? Like well, it 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 some ways it does, but I was, you know you listen to other people and you listen to even to Mickey there all day. Like you know, success comes in different forms and shapes, and yes, you can look at results. But whenever you see the group moving and, and challenging, like like we had Donegal beaten in Darver and they won the record. You know, just a wee bit of inexperienced composure to finish the game out. Similarly with Armagh, similarly with Throne and Darver. You know, so we were really competing hard, and then sometimes we we raise our game for those for those teams and then not get the same performance when we're playing um, you know teams who traditionally would be the same level as now so that's the challenge in us and, and as I said I always believe that the lads could compete at that level and hopefully this will be the springboard that they need and sometimes your biggest doubter is in, in your own mind so you know coming to, coming together here to save and getting the performance yes it, it, in some ways it does justify you know what we're, we're still about but uh, you know yourself it's 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 a totally different story if you lose because everything you've done is, is wrong and, and didn't work whereas you win now you're, you're thinking, sitting here standing here saying that yes everything you've done is right so you find that balance all the time but always trying to develop the, the individual and develop the team spirit and, and I think we're, we're moving in the, in the right direction and please God that continues Just finally I suppose like, next year we'll be moving into a third year you're, you're probably only nearly coming back to training normally this time of year now you have had a couple of wins um, you know plenty of confidence now moving into a National League which will probably start later but you know yeah, I suppose you are together now and the preparation has probably been ideal in a sense it, it, that's that's correct and uh, the last few weeks you know we only train two two nights a week because that's the guidelines but when we, we are there we, we, we uh, the training 
is very competitive and the lads are committed and they want to be there you know, on a challenge when they're in the dressing room, you know, to keep themselves ticking over because that's what county players do and we want to see if you see them hunger next year and appetite to come back in and please God that they do have that. So yeah, you know, it, whenever it's whenever we get the dates or whatever, um, we'll have a look at that and we'll get organised. But I think for now, I think they can enjoy their, their Christmas and they can feel content that they've something to show for 2020 yeah, and, and the strange year it was. So yeah, it's a nice way to end the year. Yeah. Thank well, you. Well, 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 give me one minute. I'm just going to show all to my back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, no, no problem. Thanks, Thank you. Well, well done. Well, 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 Sorry, the Hogan stand. It was mad. Like you're, you're hearing all the noise, even though there's no one in the stadium, and you can hear the noise. You can hear the goals. You can hear Waterford coming back. And um, I heard Kilkenny were winning easy at halftime. But there you have it. That, that's just the way it is. Um, but would have loved to have seen that game. And like you're privileged to be even in Crow Park. And like I spoke last week about the, uh, the way you have to kind of suit the regulations and what have you, and do it. And it, it's run very, very well. Really well. You're really well looked after. And uh, yeah so brilliant it was just it was just a brilliant day all round and you can sense that from um, Paul McCormick there he's just buzzing but um, yeah that's it that's this week's episode over um, thanks very much for, for for tuning in thanks to all the new people who signed up during the week um, like I say patreon.com forward slash loud and proud loads more coming up loads more to talk about like I said manage every merry go round transfers trials new players um uh, loads happening interviews and whatnot so it's all there it's all it's all coming up and uh, tonight's free of course tonight's episode's free of course and um, thanks again um, and i will chat to you during the week and if not i will chat to you again next sunday on the loud and proud podcast Say loud.